Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then looking at the theory surrounding it. I won't give you any answers, because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. The episode this week is a science episode. This week, we're looking at how we can create light from sound waves. The ability for sound to create light seems like a silly one, because they're two different things. But it's a real phenomenon that can be observed on Earth. The first way we can do that is through sonoluminescence. First observed in 1934 by H. Frenzel and H. Schultz at the University of Cologne, wartime research on either sonar or acoustic radar caused sonoluminescence in an ultrasonic water bath. They found that strong ultrasonic fields in water created clouds of flashing bubbles. Philippe Gaetan succeeded in trapping a single one of these flashing bubbles by keeping it in the centre of a flask using acoustic resonance. This single bubble opened the way for research on sonoluminescence. It's categorised into two forms, multi-bubble and single bubble. The main thing with sound vibration is that it raises temperatures. The temperature of some of these bubbles can be in excess of the heat of the sun. Some even believe that the suitable temperature for fusion could be achieved this way. I've looked into the phenomenon, but there is a lot of science terminology that I don't understand, and I don't really want to explain things that I don't know. What I do understand is that sonoluminescence is caused by liquids cavitating. This can be achieved using ultrasound, a spark discharge, a laser pulse, or by using something called a venturi tube. The phenomenon occurs in a variety of liquids, and the intensity of the light and the colour spectrum depends on what solvent and solute are used. The intensity is also dependent on the frequency of the sound used, and the temperature and pressure on the liquid. In 2009, Research from the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California found another way to convert sound into light. They did it by reversing the process that turns electricity into sound, which is something that's used in phones. This was a world first. The research team predicted that the conversion from sound to light was possible in 2008, around a year before they managed it, by using computer modelling. They used a material known as a piezoelectric material, which has properties that allow it to convert electricity into sound. This sort of material is used in speakers and sonar equipment. The study sent high-frequency sound waves, around 100 million times higher than a human can hear, through the material so that it could be converted into electricity. These signals then gave off radiation which came in the form of light waves in the terahertz frequency. According to the study, the conversion was quite novel. 
The frequency range was quite narrow, ranging from around 1 GHz to around 10 terahertz. That frequency range is where light and sound waves overlap. It's believed that these findings could be used to create or study new technologies. One application could have helped to build better electronics, but there's a complication to making piezoelectric materials. They're created with gallium nitride and aluminium nitride, which are grown on a substrate and consist of layers of very thin films. The exact composition of the film, including its thickness, is difficult to measure because each one is so small. The accuracy of the thickness is really important though. Some electronic devices need specific thicknesses for each component of the film. Luckily, the researchers looked into that too. They sent acoustic waves through a film of gallium nitride and aluminium nitride, which allowed them to measure the thickness of the layers by measuring the time that it took for the waves to convert into radiation. The radiation could also be used for the future too. It could help scientists to understand what happens when materials are part of ultra-fast processes. This can include things like metal melting after being hit by a laser. Although the main goal of the study wasn't meant to be about finding ways to generate this kind of radiation, their findings might show a new way to generate it. This kind of radiation can detect a variety of weapons and explosives, but might also have applications in medicine to detect things like skin cancer. I've done it again, unfortunately. I've stumbled into a mystery that isn't actually a mystery anymore. This one was solved in 2009, and I hadn't realized it until I started researching. I planned the entire season ahead of time, but don't research until much later, so my apologies. That means no theories today, because science has done all the work for me. The phenomenon from this episode came from a Science Direct article on sonoluminescence, a popular science article called Sound Becomes Light, an article from the Science Explorer called This Is How Sound Is Turned Into Light, and a journal from Taylor and Francis Online about sonoluminescence. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There is a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. This week's Creature Feature will be out on Saturday, and next week's episode will be out on Wednesday, April 12th. So hold on until then.